Good morning, Eastgate. Good morning. I'm Paul. If you don't know me, I'm the pastor on the other side. And it's, it's a very exciting season, right? Uh, we are in this Advent and Christmas together and uh, one week away. And uh, uh, another exciting news is that uh, other than English, French, Spanish, uh, Filipino, Mandarin, Arabic on Sunday evening, uh, this coming uh, today, 3 p.m. exactly, if you are still hanging around here, move to the uh, room 5 and 7. We are going to welcome Sudanese congregation to the East Gate as a seventh language con- congregation. Uh, I, I understand they speak uh, Arabic, although their Arabic probably quite different from uh, people who speak Arabic in uh, Middle East. But anyway, uh, I will be there, so hopefully... Hopefully, uh, the, uh, seven is a perfect number, but we know we won't stop here. In heaven, we will preach, we will share, worship God in so many, hopefully in tongue, but also in so many different languages. Much, much, much more than seven, I guess. So t- uh, today I'm going to uh, ask you, not, uh, not, I'm, not, I'm actually not going to preach a sermon. I'm going to ask you, invite you to do a, a, a devotional, uh, do a meditational uh, passage on the passage I choose uh, from uh, the Christmas uh, message. So, first question, what's the purpose for Christmas? What's your purpose for Christmas? Uh, the next, next three slides, you can see it could be shopping, right? Uh, shopping mall, probably quite full uh, recently. And uh, you can you do a lot of decoration, I, I imagine, either outside or, or inside. And also, uh, uh, a lot of uh, meals, like uh, for ethnic group like, like mine, uh, probably we don't have so many immediate family in Canada, or not, not to mention Ottawa. So probably a church parlor, probably just like uh, last night when we uh, celebrate and uh, sending off uh, uh, Pastor Josh and, and Stephanie and their family, uh, probably that's the highlight for many, many uh, ethnic group uh, in this building. And of course, uh, we have time, uh, we have uh, some money, we can go out uh, to your cottage or go out for vacation. And when I was little, next slide, when I was little, even I live in far, far away uh, Taiwan, my parents, probably I should not tell this, I, I noticed there are kids here, there are still kids here. So probably anyway, I won't, I, I won't do the spoil. So anyway, I was imagined that the, Christmas, the Santa will come to my room every Christmas Eve, uh, December 24th, and in the morning of December 25th, even I, our family were not Christian then, my parents always told me that uh, the Santa was coming and they uh, prepared the, 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 the sock, right? And, uh, and uh, they, uh, they will give you uh, the gifts. So any, any, anyway, I won't tell you the answer, but I guess the true purpose for Christmas is the, the, the picture on the right-hand side. Uh, how we remember and celebrate uh, uh, the uh, nativity story, the birth of baby Jesus Christ, the, the, uh, the incarnation, incarnate uh, son of God. So we do the first scripture, uh, scripture reading today, that's Matthew 1, uh, verses 18 to 25. You can read together with me. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant 
through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the, to the law, to the, uh, to the Mosaic law, and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. I mean, stone her to, to, to death, right? So he had in mind to divorce her quietly. Verse 20, but after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth for a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Verse 22, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, I, I imagine, a, 10 months after. And uh, he gave him the name, just like in the vision, in the dream, what the angel told him, Jesus, God the Savior. So we, we read from this passage, an angel appeared to Joseph in his dream. And Jesus, we know the name, uh, Jehovah saves. Or in the, uh, in the, uh, a new, uh, in the old, uh, old Testament, actually, Joshua. So Jesus in the New Testament uh, is, is actually exactly the name, uh, Joshua in the Old Testament. And we also learn another important name from, uh, from this passage. Emmanuel means God is with us. And not only angel appear in jo- to Joseph in his dream. Earlier, if we look look one twenty eight, sorry, look one uh, twenty six to thirty eight, we also found a very similar passage. But of course, the uh, the main character there is angel, which is uh, the chief angel Gabriel, and also Mary, not Joseph, but Mary. In that particular passage, look one verse twenty six to thirty eight. Also, an uh, angel appealed to Mary and said to her that you are going to conceive a child. And the baby also, angel told her, will be named Jesus. And again, angel told her, do not be afraid. So we know that uh, when the, the very supernatural thing happening surrounding us, we, it's, it's normal for us to feel uh, afraid. Or when the circumstance comes, which out of our control, for example, I'm going to renew my mortgage uh, in coming few months, right? And I, I pray very hard that uh, our central bank, a Bank of Canada, will lower the, the rate as soon as possible. But I, I understand. I understand. Probably in few months' time, few months' time, I might need to pay the mortgage, monthly mortgage much, much higher than what I have been paying in the past few years. So am I afraid? Am I anxious? Yes. But I, I try to understand, first thing, I, I need to depend on God because God will provide. And second thing, as an agent of God on this earth, as an ambassador of God, I need to uh, follow uh, God's, uh, God's heart and try to cut down my costs and uh, try to uh, have a more uh, a rigorous budget so that we can, uh, st- uh, we can uh, face the storm, the coming financial storm. So I, I, we, we all understand the fear factor is very probably very common for you and me and for us but however if in the scripture i think one of the most mentioned uh commandment uh, in 
whether in either Old Testament and New Testament, one is joy. The other is do not be afraid. Be courageous as much as you could. So I, I think uh, also in this passage, uh, the, there's a prophecy fulfilled uh, from the Isaiah 7, 14. The Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and will call him Emmanuel. All right, so there are so many, if you are Bible, uh, if you really passionate about reading the Bible, you can check all the uh, Old Testament prophecy, more than 300, I, say, I believe. All the Testament point out to one person and one person only, our Lord Jesus Christ. Of course, you can, of course you can say, if Jesus Christ, uh, probably he's not the son of God, probably he's a crazy man, or probably he's a liar. He was a liar. So uh, when he read the uh, Old Testament uh, te- uh, prophecy, he said, oh, I want to make sure the prophecy all point to me. However, who can predict his own birth? Because <laughs> we are, we are, we are, we are, we, there's no way we can, we can arrange our own birth. And how can we predict and arrange our, uh, our death? And even you, you want to arrange, how can we, how can we, how can we resurrect from the death, right? Okay, let's read the second passage, Luke 2. Chapter 2, verses 1 to 7. In, the, in those days, Caesar Augustus uh, issued a decree that a census should be taken of, uh, taken of the entire Roman world, including Jerusalem, including Israel and Palestine. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was a governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. Uh, so uh, Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in the Galilee of Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, which means Joseph was, uh, was originally uh, whether born or he, his ancestor coming from uh, Nazareth uh, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there and registered with Mary, uh, his wife, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. We know that's baby Jesus. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. So we see from the north of Israel, uh, you can see the map, from Nazareth to Bethlehem, Actually, it's, uh, if you drive, for example, you probably met, uh, some of you have been to Israel, been to Palestine, you have, uh, you have do the Holy Land tour. Uh, by driving, probably uh, two, two hours, I imagine. And uh, however, it, it, it is uh, direct uh, distance, it's about 160 kilometers. Imagine 2,000 years ago, they only have donkey available, right? And uh, Mary was very, uh, in the very end of her pregnancy, uh, so uh, to walk or even to ride on donkey, it might take them quite a, quite a few days. It's a long journey, not for you and me. And both Joseph and Mary, they live in Nazareth, so they travel from north. Following government's census requirement, they have to travel south. Even Mary was very, very pregnant. They cannot waver, they cannot take a medical exemption from this government requirement. 
So next slide, we see there was no vacancy for Jesus. No, no vacancy for this family because I imagine many people travel around. So they, uh, even small town like Bethlehem, a few kilometers away from Jerusalem, there's no, no, uh, no inn, there's no place for them to, to live. So I want to ask you another question. Do you have vacancy for our Lord Jesus Christ in your heart and in your life? So next slide, we see Christ should be and should always be the center for Christmas. Not to mention North America, I think every, every, everywhere in the world, uh, Christmas has become such a commercialized uh, uh, festival, right? And uh, people think, think we have uh, money, we have time, we have vacation, we have friends, we have relatives, we uh, buy exchange gift, we have meal together. Sometimes we, we, it's e- very easy for us to forget that without Christ, Christmas, the word Christmas is actually a mess. So I want to tell you a story, a movie I saw a few years ago, this movie called, uh, I don't, uh, sorry, Jeanne Papa Francais. So I, I only know the movie called, uh, uh, called uh, uh, Christmas, right? This movie, uh, uh, they, they have this movie uh, around 20 years ago. It's a true story, true depiction of story. Uh, during World War I, you know the European war, the Great, Great War, European war, there's a, a French and Germany and the British, they all fight. British and French, of course, they work together to fight uh, 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 German soldiers, German armies. So this is in the trench of the French-German border, I believe. That's uh, 1994 Christmas, Christmas, Christmas Eve, so it's December 24th. So they have been fighting back and forth, back and forth. Unlike World War II, uh, we have more... Uh, uh, advanced uh, weapon. Uh, World War One basically it's just a rifle, and they have to uh, to do this from trench to trench. And so, so that's Christmas, Christmas Eve. Even people you don't like, they are also Christian. Even people we don't appreciate, they are God's God. Uh, they are created by God. Even they don't recognize that God is their creator. So. The soldier, the, the, the officer from the three countries, from the, in that front, uh, they are all Christians. So I forgot which side. They, uh, it's uh, all quiet on the West Front. So they were singing. One side among the three camps were singing the Christmas song, just like the song we just, sung, we just sing uh, f- from the worship team. So when they hear... Joy to the Lord. The other two camp become anxious. Wow, we can do that in the battlefield? So they sing the Christmas song from three different camps in three different languages. And eventually the three officers, that, of course that's from the movie, but if you go back and read the story, actually the actual story happens. The three, the leading officer from the three, uh, three group, they they use the black la- uh, black black flag and they walk together to the front and they, they say, can we call, call it, can we call peace tonight? Because it is indeed Christmas Eve, so they decide to sing worship together. They exchange their chocolate. They 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 have soccer 
they had better field become the soccer field. They play soccer together. And in a few days, I think these three uh, leading officers, they were all uh, 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 charged by treason from their own country. But however, this reminds us, especially during the Christmas season, how can we treat people probably we don't like? Or we sometimes, I don't want to use the word, but sometimes I believe, some, even we are Christians, sometimes we whether don't enjoy, don't like that person, or we even hate. This is a word I don't want to use. But even sometimes the hatred in our heart becomes so emotional, we, don't, we hate that person, we don't want to talk to him or her anymore. But Christians remind us it's so important to reconcile. If, if uh, the Son of God come to, the earth, come to earth to become the bridge so that we can rec- reconcile with our Father in heaven, why can we as Christians reconcile with one another? One another? So next passage we are going to read, uh, look to uh, verses 8 to 14. Verse 8, and there, was, there were shepherds living out in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flock at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord uh, shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy to all the people. Verse 11, today in the town of, uh, in the town of David, the Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be assigned to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host, the, the angel, they appear with the uh, heavenly host, appear with the angel, praising God and saying, saying or singing, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. So again, uh, in the field, the angel bring good news to the shepherd. Ne- next slide. Again, my friends, my brother and sister, it's a repeat message, one, uh, one passage after one passage. Do not be afraid. I believe you heard many, many speakers here, including our own pastor pre- preach this sermon before. Do not be afraid. Because with uh, God's uh, guidance, with God's grace, we, we can overcome, by God's grace, by God's spirit, we can overcome the fear factor. And the good news is not, not only for you and me. The good news is for everyone. So imagine if uh, the Western missionary, they decide to continue to pursue their holiness in their own country, in, whether in North America or in Europe. They never want to share the good news with people, with people other than their own people group. I, I won't be saved. And many, many, uh, many, many friends from other countries, they won't be saved. So again, going back to 1,500 uh, years or 2,000 years ago, if the Jewish people, if the Jewish believer who believe in Messiah, they decide to keep the good news within themselves, your, ancest- your ancestor, unless you are Jewish, your ancestor will not be saved because we are Gentiles, right? We are all Gentiles. So I remember uh, I, I used to love uh, the classical music. So Bach, uh, Handel, they, they are the, the next slide. They are the very, very respectful, uh, the maestro uh, in the, in, uh, around the world. 
And uh, you, did you notice that in the end of their masterpieces, they always sign the, the three uh, uh, alphabet, S, D, G. Of course, we understand now it's a, lot, a Latin. Uh, I don't speak Latin, so Soli Dio Gloria, which translates to English is glory to God alone. They are Christian. Whether you want to call them uh, 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 Catholic or not, they are Christian. They believe in God. So I want to share with you, SDG is our attitude and respect to our awesome God. And we are all brothers and sisters. I don't know how many, how many degrees you have. I don't know whether you are so-called professional accountants, architects. You have a lot of uh, so-called abbreviation after your uh, business card. But we all have one. Probably, unfortunately, uh, two-thirds of the world's population they don't have right now. We are COG. We are children of God. And I want to share with you the angel bring good news to the shepherds. So I want to encourage you to bring the good news, whether in this Advent Christmas season or outside this season, we continue to bring good news to people surrounding us. On earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. So I want to ask you another question. Sorry, this is my style. So probably, probably you think I'm very <laughs> tedious, right? Are you favored by God? This only question you can answer by yourself. Not even your spouse, not even your family member can answer that for you. Are you favored by God? If yes, praise the Lord. If not, will you be favored by Jesus? I hope the answer from deep from your heart is yes. I want to be favored by God. The next uh, passage we are going to read is uh, Luke 2, 15 to 20. When the angels uh, had left them and gone into heaven, verse 15, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see the things, uh, see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurry off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus who was laying in the manger. Verse 17, when they had seen him, they spread uh, the word concerning uh, what has been told them about this child. Remember, it's a late night. Normally, people will go home and sleep, right? And uh, uh, they are the, uh, the shepherd probably, they don't have uh, uh, the indoor place to stay during that night, but they hurry went back to their village and want to desperately want to share the good news with brothers, sisters, and friends they know. Verse 18, And all who heard it was amazed at what the shepherd said to them. Imagine someone knock you at your door uh, middle of the night or they, they, they try to call your cell phone, call your home, home line and, and, and said, this is the good news. Will you not get angry first? How dare you knock my door? And how dare you call me 3 a.m. in the morning? But you can imagine people's hearts so simple at that time. They, they don't have so-called, uh, I cannot cross the, the boundary of, of the courtesy. I, this is such a great news I have to share with you. Verse 19, but Mary, when, when she witnessed uh, the, the, the shepherd, coming in and leaving to share the good news. Mary treasured up all these things and uh, pondered uh, them in their heart. The shepherd returned, glorified and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, 
which were just as they had been told. So I would like to, uh, get, uh, to have a reflection together for Christmas. Uh, the next slide, how do you respond to divine calling? Have you received divine calling before? Are you willing, if you receive a divine calling, uh, are you willing to become a messenger sharing the good news? And the next slide will say that, uh, do you treasure God's guidance and ponder them in your heart? I trust that, uh, uh, brother and sister at Eastgate, you read your Bible, you pray, pray your, your prayer, and you want to share with one another uh, what God has been doing in your life with your friends, with your brother, sister at Eastgate. So when you have this calling, when you have this clear path of guidance in your heart, do you not want to share with others or do you not want to ask others for their uh, prayer intersection inputs? And the last reflection for this passage is that will you glorify God and praising for the rest of your life. I don't know how many years you have. And uh, probably this is a taboo for the Chinese congregation. When, whenever we talk, mention something at the end of a life, some people, probably even Christians, probably get emotional and angry or upset. But I guess, <laughs> I guess our brothers and sisters are more mature. So I will say that to you. Will you be willing to glorify God and praise Him for the rest? From today to the day of the Lord, are you willing to do that for every day for the rest of your life? So we are going to read, uh, let me see, okay, the second last passage in Matthew, chapter 1, verses, uh, chapter, sorry, chapter 2, verses 1 to 8. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time uh, of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been Born, uh, born king uh, of the Jews. We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, uh, he was very disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. They are all very anxious. Verse 4, when he, had, uh, when he had called together all the people, chief priests and teachers of the law, and the rabbis, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. Of course, you know that his motivation, he wanted to kill the baby Jesus. He, he was not going to worship him. He was going to remove a baby Jesus so that his kingship, so-called his power, can continue to, to flourish, flourish on earth. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, very small town in the land of Judea, uh, are by no means least among the ruler of Judah. For one, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Verse 7, Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out uh, from them uh, the exact time the star has appeared from the east, from uh, Persian, uh, uh, Persian uh, continent all the way uh, to uh, Israel. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report back to me so that I too may go and ha 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 worship him. We know that's a lie right now, right? So again, in this passage, we see the fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecy from uh, Micah uh, uh, chapter 5, verse 2. By you, Bethlehem, uh, uh, Ephraim, 
thought. Sorry, uh, I cannot quite pronounce this word. Uh, Though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for, for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origin are from old, from ancient time. We realize that Micah, the prophet Micah, he wrote this prophecy uh, after King David passed away, before baby Jesus was born. We say approximately uh, seven to eight hundred years before the birth of Jesus Christ. And, and uh, King David already passed away uh, by, uh, uh, by 1000 uh, BC, right? 1000 years BC. So we know this prophecy was not referring back to uh, the respect for King David. It was re- referring to a coming Messiah, coming uh, king. So we know from the next slide that Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Bethlehem is a very small town. It's a few kilometers south of Jerusalem. The, the, in Jerusalem, we have everything. We have CN Tower. No, we, we don't have CN Tower. We have, uh, we have the, the temple. We have basically everything. That's the center, political and also the religious center of Israel. But Bethlehem is a very small town, a few kilometers south of, uh, south of uh, 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 Jerusalem. Even it was the birthplace for King David. It, it has a symbolic meaning. But, uh, but also we know it, it will become the birthplace. It, it is the birthplace of the Lord Jesus. So the next slide I'm going to ask you, when the Magi, they travel, they following the star, and we believe the star was uh, guided by, uh, by our God. Even the star, uh, even the Magi, so-called Magi, they, they are, they, put a lot of uh, extensive research for all the uh, astronomy, right? But they also know, even they are from far, far land, uh, uh, Iran today, Persian that time, even we, be, probably they were not believers, they were not believers, they were not uh, believing Ju- Judaism, but they know this something from heaven. So they follow the star all the way to Jerusalem and then to Bethlehem. So, I, can I ask you, are you going to follow God's guidance in your life or not? Final passage is uh, Matthew chapter 2, verse 9 to 11. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the children was, the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they followed down, they bowed down, sorry, and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and present him the, with gifts of gold, uh, frankincense, and myrrh. So we have to be careful that you don't confuse this passage because it's not in the manger, it is not in the inn, it is in a house, which means this story, the passage of Matthew. Uh, chapter 2, verse 1 all the way to 11. It happened when Jesus Christ was already born, probably uh, already uh, a month a month also, or, or at least a few days later. So that uh, we try to uh, do the Christmas celebration. Uh, on one side, there's an angel, there's a shepherd. On the other side, uh, there's a, um, a three magi. And, uh, and in the center, there's a, a Joseph, Mary, and baby Jesus, which is totally wrong, my friend. And the Magi, according to the, the, the narrative of the, uh, the biblical record, they, they are not there. 
They were not there during the night when Jesus was born. They came to Bethlehem uh, at least a few days later. So anyway, I was very uh, inspired by, uh, by, this, uh, by, uh, by the sign on the grass uh, one Christmas uh, uh, season. Uh, could, you, could, could, could we show this? Wise men still follow, seek him. So for gender, uh, for gender uh, uh, correctiveness, can I ask you, my friends, are you wise men or are you wise women? You can, you can have all the wisdom on earth, but this coming from the earth, this coming from our educational training experience, this probably not, sometimes not from above. So can I ask you, if you read, uh, read a proverb, or you, if you read any uh, uh, biblical books from the 66 book in Old Testament, New Testament, can I ask you, my friend, are you wise men? Are you wise women? So the Magi present uh, Jesus, the uh, baby Jesus and Mary and Joseph, the most precious gift. The next slide, the gift present we all understand. So we assume three Magi, probably not, probably more. Probably one Magi is very, very productive. <laughs> he carried two gifts, one, one in his left hand, one in his right hand. So uh, we, we assume it's three, but probably it, it's not a, it doesn't matter. It could be two, it could be four, or even more. Anyway, the, the gift presented to Jesus by the Magi are gold, uh, frankincense, and uh, myrrh. So can I ask you, if, what can you offer to our Lord Jesus from your heart and from your daily life, from your actual action? We know the goal, on the next slide, sorry, the goal is for king at, at, at 2,000 years ago. The frankincense uh, is for God. So Jesus is the coming king. Jesus is God. And that we, all, we understand Jesus, uh, he is a Messiah. And the myrrh, it's very curious that the three major, they have, three or the, the major, they have this understanding. They present the myrrh to a baby for the coming funeral. If, you, if I were the, the newborn uh, baby's parent and you come to my house there, there to present me a gift for my baby's death, I will just kick you out. To be honest with you, I will just, probably I will try to behave myself and say thank you and I talk to my wife. Never invite this person into our home again for the rest of my life. Or I understand from English, over my dead body. <laughs> so you understand, this is a very counter, counterintuitive, very countercultural, cultural, even at Jesus' time. But the major must be revealed by God's heart. They know that the, the baby they are going to see is the king, is the, the son from God, and also to prepare Christmas and, uh, uh, and uh, the, the Good Friday and Easter, they all come together. So I want to ask you uh, the, the next slide. What's the most precious gift you have received in your life? Uh, the real, real gift, other than uh, salvation, right? Other than knowing God, become the children of God. What's the most precious gift you have received in, in your life? And, of course, the in, uh, uh, inavoidable question is that, have you received, uh, next slide, please, have you received the most precious gift from our Lord, Jesus Christ? 
If yes, uh, what will you do with this gift? Are you going to keep this gift within yourself for the rest of your life? Or are you going to share the good news with others, not only during the Advent of Christmas season, but for every day in your life, whether you, you are in your marketplace, in your workplace, uh, in your community, uh, at home, with uh, p- uh, friends who are probably not, don't know God yet, are you willing to share the good news with, with them? And if you have not received the good news, whether you are online watching the streaming right now or you are at the Eastgate Sanctuary, if you have not received this most precious gift from Jesus Christ, are you willing to receive this gift today? Or in the coming, hopefully not too far away, in the coming future? If yes, uh, please come and to talk to any of uh, Eastgate elders, talk to Pastor Bill, or talk to me. We are willing, we are more than happy to help you uh, to work on this journey. But if you are not willing to receive this gift right now, we want to be your friend. We want to understand why. Probably this is not a good timing, but we want to understand probably when will be the good timing for us to help you, help you, and we can work on this journey together. So my friend, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. I pass the time uh, to our worship team.